how The Mandalorian Season 3 will fix a big Star Wars problem. Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Hector Navarro, and it's time to punch some coordinates into the Navi computer because we're going back to the galaxy far, far away to talk about how Season 3 of The Mandalorian is repairing a disturbance in the Force that fans have been wondering about since the series premiered in 2019. While The Mandalorian and his young charge, the foundling Grogu, appeared in The Book of Boba Fett last year, this is the first time they've been in their own titular series since The Mandalorian's second season premiered way back in 2020. What a year that was. R5, you ready? I'm going to need you to scout ahead and analyze the atmosphere. The first live-action Star Wars series set up an issue with Star Wars chronology in its first season that only got fans more worried in season two. But the third season has been showing fans the solution in a way that is making us question why we were worried to begin with. Don't worry, kid. And forgive me for being vague, but before we access the Jedi archives and get into some lore, we wanted to give you a spoiler warning if you haven't caught up on season three of The Mandalorian. So if you don't want to be spoiled, go grab some pog soup and come back after you've seen it. What is this? You've never eaten pog soup. When The Mandalorian Din Djarin took the 50-year-old baby Grogu into his care, it broke the internet. And not just because of how cute he was drinking bone broth. Finding a member of the Jedi Master Yoda's species who is being chased by the Imperial Remnant because of the child's Force abilities was a super interesting hook to get fans new and old interested in live-action Star Wars series on their televisions. But as we learned more about Grogu and his past being trained as a Jedi before Order 66, a disturbing thought arose. Did Grogu survive Order 66 only to be killed during a second Jedi youngling purge at the hands of Kylo Ren later on? Grogu is taken care of as a Mandalorian foundling, a life that mirrors Din Djarin being rescued by Mandalorians during the Clone Wars and then raised as one of them on the moon of Concordia above the planet Mandalore. Din is initially hired by the client to bring the child to the Imperial Remnant so that the cloner, Dr. Pershing, can perform experiments on him. This, of course, led to one of the most iconic Star Wars lines of all time. I would like to see the baby. But the Mandalorian has a change of heart and saves the child from who knows what kind of brutal experiments the client had planned. The armorer the leader of the Children of the Watch, a.k.a. Din's hidden covert of Mandalorians, gives Mando a new mission. By Din's Mandalorian creed, until Grogu is of age or reunited with his own kind, Din is as its father. You are as its father. Between the first season and the second, fans thought that Din reuniting Grogu with his own kind might mean we would finally learn more about the mysterious species that Grogu, Yoda, and Yaddle hail from. But in season two of The Mandalorian, it becomes clear that Grogu's kind refers to the Jedi Order, not to his species. This is a mirror to how Mandalorians are made up of people from different backgrounds and places. In the second season, Din and Grogu meet with Ahsoka, who is not a Jedi, and travel to Tython to attract the attention of a real remaining Jedi. This pays off in the season two finale, where Luke freaking Skywalker saves all their hides from dark troopers and takes young Grogu off to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi. Again, we spent a year wondering if this meant Grogu is destined for a horrible death that seems to follow Jedi youngling Padawans through the ages. In the Book of Boba Fett, 
We see the beginnings of Luke's Jedi Academy being built, while Grogu learns some frog-based force lessons from Luke. Knowing the fate of Luke's eventual academy added a sense of dread to these scenes. And while the Book of Boba Fett might have done a little work to assuage our fears by putting Grogu's Jedi training on pause in order to reunite Grogu with Din for The Mandalorian's third season, it wasn't until the first two episodes of this new season that we began to see a Duracrete path for Grogu's survival. The creed is how we survived. Since the Jedi and Mandalorians are ancient enemies, a big theme of this season seems to be these two groups, who have both been destroyed by the Empire, finding out how much they actually have in common and reconciling their vastly different points of view. A certain point of view? As the Armorer points out in the Book of Boba Fett, the Jedi forego all attachment, to which Din points out that the Mandalorian creed is the opposite. Loyalty and solidarity are the way. Bo-Katan Kryze herself imparts a lesson to young Grogu in this past episode. She knew quite a few Jedi, and there was a time they fought side by side. Grogu's importance as the nexus between Jedi and Mandalorian seems to be growing by the episode. This season, Din Djarin wields the Darksaber, the ancient weapon forged by Tar Vizsla, the only man to be both Jedi and Mandalore, the leader of the Mandalorians. But he has trouble using it, as we've seen time and time again. Perhaps this is because he's only one half of the equation, as a Mandalorian who is not a Jedi. Perhaps it will take someone who embodies both of these to become the leader of the Mandalorians. Someone like Grogu, a foundling who can accept the Mandalorian creed while also having been trained in the ways of the Force by the Jedi. Who better to wield the weapon that was forged by Tar Vizsla? Who cares if he's a baby? We'll figure it out. Don't be a baby. Luke offered Grogu Yoda's lightsaber, which he turned down in favor of the mithril, I mean Beskar male shirt from Din Djarin. Well, look at you all fancy. Forsaking Yoda's lightsaber for the darksaber, the weapon he was threatened with by Moff Gideon, would be thematically juicy. Libel put an eye out for one of these. And with Bo-Katan seeing a legendary mythosaur at the end of the Mandalorian chapter 18, in the living waters and the mines beneath Mandalore, it seems that the armorer's prophecy that the re-emergence of the mythosaur would herald in a new age for Mandalorians is coming true. We shall see. Who better to lead this new age than someone who isn't tied too much into the past failures of the Mandalorian people, like the armorer and Bo-Katan. Both of them let their adherence to what was cloud their vision to what is and what could be for their people. Her rule ended in tragedy. They lost their way, and we lost our world. Grogu, as the new Mandalore, can use the lessons of the past, learning from Tar Vizsla's example, to become a beacon for the future of Mandalorians rebuilding their society. Again, who cares if it's a baby? We'll figure it out. Don't be a baby. And with the little guy moving forward to being some sort of hybrid between the Jedi and the Mandalorians, Grogu will definitely be safe from Kylo Ren killing a bunch of Padawans, just like he ended up being safe from Anakin killing a bunch of Padawans. We're just hoping there's some workaround for Grogu not needing to win the Darksaber from Papacito Pedro in battle. Hey, if it's a new age for Mandalore, he can change whatever rules he wants. Wave that thing around and they'll do whatever you say. But what do you folks think? Will Grogu survive Kylo Ren by becoming the Mandalore? Will he have to fight Din Djarin for the Darksaber? Ah, fine. Let us know in the comments below. Thank you so much for watching, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.